his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's an Amy show. Check it out. St. Louis, Mount City. We are going to have a great day today. Now, Amy Marks scores Chris Ranji on KMOX. Let's take it from the top. Oh, baby, it's cold, Michael Kelly. Wow. What is up with it out there? I don't know, man. It is absolutely freezing. We call this stupid cold. I think this is this is uh, what's happening today and yesterday and over the weekend, I think is technically absolute zero. Really? Yeah. No, I zero. think you're wrong about that. What is it, negative 276 Fahrenheit? Yeah, it's something like that. It's yeah. way, way, way. So, uh, uh, Michael Kelly, in with me today. Amy Marks, of course, still on vacation. She's skiing or something. Uh, we want to hear from you today. 314 314- Four three six seventy nine hundred. That number you can call and text. Voicemails you can leave those too at three one four nine four four eleven twenty. We are on social media at Chris Amy KMOX. We are also streaming live on the Odyssey app A U D A C Y and Facebook Live and YouTube. If you want to take a look at us. Time now for the top of the order. The top three stories everybody will be talking about. Donald Trump, pretty big winner in Iowa last night. First step toward a nomination for him. We will discuss that in just a moment. And some Republicans want to abolish the death penalty in Missouri. We're going to talk to one of those today, Representative Chad Perkins. He'll be with us at the bottom of the hour. We also have a winter warm-up wrap-up. The Cardinals uh, complete their winter warm-up fan fest yesterday. Next step, spring training. That's hard to believe. Isn't it? It is so hard to believe that it's already that time. But I guess pitchers and catchers are... What, at the end of February, right? Yeah, kind of the middle, and a lot of guys show up way early. Some guys have been there already. I know there are some rules as to uh, when you can be at at certain facilities. I I don't know all of those rules. But um, they have their own places they go to, their own sort of, I I guess you'd call them advanced... uh, Training camps? Kind of. They're not really camps, but they're facilities that, that they're more state-of-the-art. They have a lot of technology, and they can they can look at your swing and break it down digitally and then tell you what you're doing wrong, and the same thing for pitching, and they can just measure everything um, instead of it just being the eyeball test. Yeah, a lot of former players do that, don't they? Like McGuire yeah. and Roger Clemens and stuff. Don't they run little private uh, cl- you clinics know, I'm not for sh- their folks? I'm not sure if they do, but there are, yeah. there are a lot of, of people people that you've never heard of that run stuff like that. Uh, there are places called like driveline baseball is, is one of them. That, that's a 
pretty big deal. So, yeah, guys spend all offseason getting ready. They will have spring training coming up here in a moment. And it's it's wild. I think that's the whole idea of a winter warm-up is that you look outside, it's supposed to be weather like this, and you're supposed to think about baseball. It's supposed to give you the good feels. It yeah. warms you up, and you're ready to go. How was it being at uh, Ballpark Village in the middle of the winter? Did it give you those baseball feels? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you see the players. You start to see, uh, you know, guys showing up to the city, and you think, all right, we're not too far away from this being the real deal. Yep. And, uh, you know, th- there are a lot of people who are skeptical about the upcoming season, hopeful but skeptical. I well, guess after is, the is year the way we have, I think people are warranted in being skeptical because remember the whole line, be patient, be patient. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. Well, it never came together. No. But we did acquire some talent this year. We're going to eat some innings, that's for sure. Uh, it'll be fun to talk a little baseball. Had some really great conversations with Oliver Marmol yesterday. Tom Ackerman and I hosting uh, from 10 to 1. Ollie stopped by. Wilson Contreras stopped by. We're going to hear some of that later on in the show today. But last night was the uh, completion of the Iowa caucuses, and former President Trump won, and he won pretty huge with over 50% of the vote. Um, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis basically split the vote, though DeSantis did come in second. Barely. Uh, just barely like 2, came in votes. second. Yeah. So let's let me ask you this first of all. The turnout was not good. We knew the weather in Iowa, not very good, Michael Kelly. Does that mean anything? Is it because it was cold people weren't coming? Is it because Donald Trump is presumptively the nominee anyway? Uh, What what is it? I think it was a fair reflection of where uh, Iowa and the polling is at. Uh, I'm sure there were some people who didn't go out because of the weather. Uh, but, but it's you know, an event there, right? It's, right, it's this like is they a, take it very seriously. Exactly. This is like Mardi Gras to New Orleans or, you know, the Boston Marathon to Boston. I mean, it's just something that kind of helps divine that state and that community. So people were going to go and vote. I think they said that of the 700,000 registered voters, about 100,000 uh, came out to participate yesterday. The president, former president, getting about 50,000 of those votes. Impressive. Um, I was uh, shocked to see Nikki Haley do as well as she did. She had essentially surrendered Iowa, saying, hey, I'm going to go focus on the Northeast uh, because Ron DeSantis has been here. DeSantis has burned through $150 million on his campaign, the bulk of that being spent in Iowa. Uh, He said last night in his uh, speech that, hey, I earned a ticket to go to New Hampshire because I got second place. I guess so. Um, at the end of the day, Chris, you know, campaigns don't end. They run out of money. Uh, and I think that's what we're going to see going to happen to Chris. Uh, I mean, Ron DeSantis, it already happened to Chris Christie. I think it will happen to Ron DeSantis. There will be one, uh, alternative, if you will, to Donald Trump. And I think that's likely to be Nikki Haley. Uh, and listening to her this morning, uh, post the Iowa caucuses as they rush now to New Hampshire, she's making the case uh, rightfully so, and I think this is a smart strategy in saying, look, 70% of Americans don't want either Joe Biden or Donald Trump, and I'm that candidate who can uh, bring unique uh, that unique coalition together. So uh, I think she's got a good message. I don't think it'll go anywhere. In fact, this is the campaign ad she has put out after last night. The two most disliked politicians in America, Trump and Biden, both are consumed by chaos, negativity, and grievances of the past. The better choice for a better America? 
Nikki Haley. I have a different style and approach. I'll fix our economy, close our border, and strengthen the cause of freedom. We need a new generation of conservative leadership to get it done. I'm Nikki Haley, and I approve this message. So that's it. I mean, she's she's doing that. And instead of um, is it a smart strategy? I think from a person who's not a political expert here, I think that it is a smart strategy to try and thread that needle of not just saying, hey, I'm, I'm better than Trump. I'm not like him. You don't want to vote for him. You want to vote for me. She's trying to put them together. Yeah, it's 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 maybe easier to swallow if you if you align Trump and Biden together and then say, say it like you're going after them. Yeah. I think it's, she's uniquely positioned because we are going to have an exact replay of what we lived through four years ago. Uh, We know the terrible consequences of what happened of that election as a result in January 6th, who will be able to forget. So to make this the case that, Hey, look, I am the alternative to either of these folks. I'm going to be the one who runs against the swamp, Donald Trump and, Joe Biden are the swamp. I think it's a it's a solid message. Uh, again, Chris, I just don't know that there's much house for it, uh, particularly in these early primaries. It may would may have made sense if this was a general election uh, and she was a third party candidate. But at the end of the day, she's a Republican running on the Republican ticket um, and she's never going to be over able to overcome the well overwhelming nature of Donald Trump. But uh I think it is uh, probably the only place she's got. What about her comment at her speech after the fact last night where she said this is a two-person race now? And she wasn't referring to DeSantis and Trump. She was referring to herself and Trump. Is there anything there at all? Well, I mean, that's what how everybody would want to couch it. You want to get this down to being you're the only alternative to Donald Trump, and then you're hoping for two factors. Number one, you're hoping for uh, either the voters and the base of the Republican Party to wake up and realize that every time Donald Trump's been at the top of their ticket, they've lost elections, uh, or you're hoping that there's going to be a consolidation of those who want to uh, – see the Republican Party go into a new direction and potentially attract even some Democrats. Again, uh, Donald Trump uh, is in such a place where this would be different if it was 2020, Chris, where he was always polling with about 20 to 30 percent of the vote. Uh, Since this campaign started almost a year ago and he got in, he's been at well over half of the Republicans who are going to support him. Uh, so while it's a strong message she has, I don't think it sells. I do like the Nate, the, the trying to essentially run against both of them. Uh, but I don't know that it will, uh, pan out for her in a Republican primary. And I think she's running for second place in the, uh, in the runner up contest. Michael Kelly and Chris Ranji today, 314-436-7900. That's our number. If you want to visit with us. If you have thoughts on what happened in Iowa, New Hampshire is happening next week, and what you think, if there's an upset, um, that is still possible here. It seems overwhelming that it won't be the case, but if you have a different idea, let us know. 314-436-7900. Drop us a voicemail at 944-1120. It's the Chris and Amy Show on KMOX. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Chris and Amy show on KMOX. No Amy, got Michael Kelly. It's good to have him in, though. We've got a political strategist with us, and this is the, the kind of person we need on a day like this after the Iowa caucuses come to an end. Most miserable state in the union. Iowa? I spent uh, about a year and a half of my life there working on these presidential campaigns, and I don't think people understand the impact Iowa has uh, on these presidential campaigns. They start preparing almost two years in advance, Chris, uh, where candidates start to build an infrastructure there. The the the, the voters of Iowa are spoiled little brats. Uh, they get to meet every presidential candidate. I'm not lying to you. If, if you're involved in the caucus process in Iowa uh, and, and you truly want to be involved, you will need every one of those candidates, including if a president's running for reelect. Um, and it's so ridiculous, right? Like Joe Biden or Donald Trump could be sitting in somebody's room and say to him, you know, I'd like your vote. And they'd say, well... You know, I haven't had a chance to visit with Ron DeSantis oh, yet, boy. Mr. President, but I'm going to get back to you. I'm not lying to you when I tell you that's exactly how this goes down. And It's entitled, isn't it? It is. And and I was, having Look, spent uh, a considerable chunk of my life there, it is not reflective of what our country looks like. So I think the, the average person who, and Amy and I joked about this last week, we were like, if you can tell us what a caucus is, let us know. Um, I think the average person who kind of knows and has heard about the Iowa caucuses and knows that it has something to do with the presidential election but doesn't really quite know exactly what it means, they probably look at it and they say, why is there so much attention focused on this one state? We know it's the first of many primaries. But why is it? Why is that the state that gets all this attention and is so important? Well, because there have been symbols of folks who've been able to come out of there. First of all, it's more of a modern political uh, phenomenon. I think it really got going in the 1960s or 70s uh, that uh, that 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 Iowa became the focus. But uh, Jimmy Carter it, it was president because of it. John Kerry became the Democratic nominee as a result, and. Uh, so it, it, it always has gone first. Uh, it gives you that momentum in a pre-social media world where you're looking for some way to garner some attention and get some type of national press. Uh, Iowa gave you that opportunity to hopefully launch and springboard your campaign. I worked for uh, Congressman Dick Gephardt from right here in St. Louis. And in 1988, he was an unknown congressman from St. Louis, a really young man. He goes and spends about a year and a half organizing in Iowa, wins the Iowa caucuses, and launches himself into a position of uh, relevancy and then later ultimately power and and, and influence in Washington, D.C. And that was his whole strategy in 2004 was to reenact that same strategy of winning in Iowa. So 
Uh, he Unfortunately, he was unsuccessful, but it, it can be a springboard to get you some attention. I think Nikki Haley uh, should be pleased walking out of Iowa with the attention she's getting, considering for the past month or so, she pretty much surrendered Iowa and has focused almost exclusively on New Hampshire. And I think if she can get within single-digit percentage points of Donald Trump uh, in New Hampshire, she makes herself extremely relevant and probably allows this campaign to go on. I don't anticipate that will be the outcome, though. Donald Trump gets 51% yesterday. DeSantis gets 212 And Haley with 19.1. By the way, Vivek, uh, just under 8% at 7.7. He dropped out. He dropped out of the race. He's uh, said, what was the comment he made today? It it was something along the lines of, I'm going to be be out unless something big happens and I have to get back in. Such a weird statement. He says, there's no path for me to be the next president absent things that we don't want to see happen in this country. What does that mean? (laughs) Was it like he be, like he thinks he's going to start a revolution over the is, fact that some little short guy got his uh, can kicked in Iowa? He Give me is a break. Just just an incredible charlatan, that guy. Totally. Uh, let's talk to Matt in St. Louis. He joins us on KMOX. Good morning, Matt. Hello, and thank you uh, for having me on the air. And uh, Viatech, whatever you correctly pronounce his last name, I just heard your comments. That is bizarre. That's beyond. Uh, you know, being a charlatan, oh, that was a yeah. really, yeah, yeah, make whatever. Yeah, I, what a weird, what the heck does that mean? I mean, a good journalist should ask him that exact, exactly what does that mean? Because, you know, he's a presidential candidate. And that's kind of where I'm going to go with this. One is, you know, I'm, I'm a Trump supporter and I would support Trump. I like his policies. Um, the Trump, the person is somebody I don't really care for. But when you think about the quality of people, uh, one, the media, in my opinion, are mostly conduits on the national level for the far-left message and the far-right message. We know the stations that I'm, I'm talking about, but when you look at the fact you got a guy like Trump and Biden as the two choices to lead this great country, it's pretty sad state of affairs. I do believe there's a Biden... Uh, cabal. He's obviously not the ball. He's not the guy that's making decisions. He's not the guy that really generates uh, his speeches that he reads off his teleprompter. Uh, but it's just really sad when you consider again the two people running for president. And and the one gentleman online, he's right about Iowa. You know, Iowa is a great launching pad, but it doesn't you know, ensure success at the end of the at the end of the day. But it's. It's something that I think Trump is is uh, is really is a guy from the outside beating in on the uh, aristocracy of Washington D.C., which is bad on both sides of the fence. And I think that he is just so unusual. So many people. Uh, I, I think, Matt. I I think I know what you're trying to say. I I think people. The appeal of Donald Trump is that they people don't like government. They don't like politicians. And they see this guy who's going to come in and just wreck shop. And that's what they want. They want it to be torn down a little bit. And that's the appeal. I just I think it works against our interests, though. And by the way, I don't believe in the cabal stuff. I think that's nonsense. Uh, every president has a speechwriter. Multiple. Everyone in history. Fact. Hancock <laughs> is not here, but Chris Ranji is with Mike Kelly. That's right. Mike Kelly. Is that what he called you, Hancock? No, I I was about to say Hancock and Kelly were going to go to commercial. Oh, dude. 
It's Ranji. And yeah, Kelly. it's it's Ranji and Kelly today. Chad Perkins, representative from District 40, uh, wants to do away with the death penalty in Missouri. We'll discuss that next on KMOX. Michael, I probably told you that um, one of my greatest fears in life is to accidentally be put on death row for <laughs> a crime I didn't commit. And it's I, I know it's it sounds funny, but totally. it's not when I see stories about people who have spent time on death row and they didn't do it. It makes you think, oh, God, that could be me uh, at any time wrongfully convicted. So uh, for me, I've never personally been a proponent of it. And it seems like there is growing sentiment in the state to do away with it. Missouri executed four people between 2022 and 2023. One of those leading the charge in trying to uh, get rid of the death penalty in the state of Missouri is Representative Chad Perkins, who joins us on the Quiver River Electric guest line today. And he is a representative out of District 40 that is Bowling Green. And Representative Perkins with us on KMOX. How are you doing? Oh, it's great to be with you. And just so you know, the Quiver River Electric, of course, services a lot of my house district, Pike and Lincoln County. So <laughs> great to be with you this morning. You know, you're the second, actually, you're the second guest in a row we've had going back to last week who has said that uh, Quiver River is very important to them. So Yeah, no, it certainly is. This, certainly is, is. <laughs> this is great. So, um, Mr. Perkins, tell us about the bill that you have filed and why you've decided to do it. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, so our bill uh, deals, obviously, with the death penalty, um, and there are different nuances to it, right? But, but for the most part, it talks about the elimination of it. And uh, to be honest with you, I think there is a growing uh, sentiment among conservatives uh, that say they have been conflicted for a long time, you know, saying they're pro-life, but at the same time, you know, supporting the death penalty. I myself, you know, 10 years ago would have told you that I supported the death penalty. I, I now, uh, you know, have a little change of heart in that, right? And I say if you're going to be pro-life, that has to be uh, from, from conception until you naturally die. And, uh, and so my opinion on this has just changed a little, you know, or rather a lot, you know, over the last 10 years or so, and I think it's, you know, at a time in which we need to start having that conversation. Why did you have the change of heart? Well, that's a, that's a great question, isn't it? Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe one matures as they get older. I don't exactly know, but it certainly has happened. Um, I, A, don't think it's a deterrent to crime. When I was a younger man, obviously, I thought it was, you know. There's, there's absolutely no evidence that it is. And, you know, I think sort of morally, I I think it's wrong that we do that, you know. What kind of resistance have you met with those inside the Republican Party in particular? They like to talk about being the party of uh, law and order, and this is something they've pushed for. What kind of resistance have you felt? Not nearly as much as you would expect, right? And I I think 20 years ago you certainly would have. But I don't think that the death penalty correlates to law and order. I know that that's an argument that some might make, but there is absolutely no evidence that it does. Visiting with Representative Chad Perkins from District 40 here on KMOX. And, you know, talking about political party affiliation, there is way more support for the death penalty nationwide amongst Republicans than there is for Democrats. Do you believe that to be changing? And if it is changing, is it for the reasons that you have changed your mind? Yeah, absolutely. I believe it's changing. And of course, I believe it is for those same reasons. Um, I will say that, you know, Missouri's conservatism 
is one that's oftentimes rooted in a little libertarianism, right? A, perhaps a healthy skepticism of the government. And uh, I, I think that that probably also drives this to some extent. Uh, one of the more powerful lobbying organizations in Jefferson City is the Missouri Right to Life Coalition, as well as the Catholic Church. Uh, you would think this would be consistent with the, their policies, yet they've never really taken up the death penalty under that auspice. Is, is that starting well, to change? I, I can tell you that it's changing amongst the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is, is very much in support of elimination of the death penalty. Uh, the Missouri Right to Life has been quiet on the issue. But I, I do agree with you. It, it, to me, the two should be linked. You have supports uh, from representatives Tony Lavasco, uh, Travis Smith, Jim Murphy. You also said there is growing support amongst the Republican base um, overall. Can you mm -hmm. define the support? Can you, uh, you know, give us numbers? Right. Well, I can tell you that uh, for the elimination, I think the, the Republican Party, if I were going to take a, a guess at it, is probably... Uh, 30 percent or better, right? But but certainly less than 50. Now, with that being said, there are provisions that that I think that that are widely supported by the Republican Party. For example, the state of Missouri is one of only two states that allow for a judge to sentence you to death. In the state, you know, uh, the other being Indiana. The other states that allow for the death penalty require it to be a unanimous decision of 12 jurors. And so that's kind of a, a loophole that exists within within the system here in Missouri. And to be honest with you, I think closing that loophole has tremendous support from both Republicans and Democrats, saying that if it's something we're going to do, it needs to be a unanimous decision of 12, 12 of your peers and not a decision one person could make. I mean, let's be honest, that's a decision I think that would be quite a burden for one individual. Where does this uh, piece of legislation stand right now? And if people wanted to be supportive of your efforts, Representative, how could they do so? I, uh, I have filed the bill. It has not yet been referred. But I would encourage uh, anyone who's interested in helping us to get this to a committee to certainly email you know, the speaker, Speaker Dean Plocker, uh, send him an email at, uh, at his you know, government email address and uh, encourage him to to uh, refer a bill that has an elimination of the death penalty. Representative Chad Perkins out of Bowling Green, that is District 40, joining us here on KMOX. Uh, Representative, we appreciate your time today. Thank you for uh, taking it and visiting with us. My pleasure. Good to talk to you. Same so, to you. Chris, this is one of those issues that I've uh, somewhat evolved on. Uh, I've always been against the death penalty. Um, I, I don't know if it's from my Catholic upbringing or whatever. I've just never really understood it. Uh, you know, why do we kill people to show people who kill people that killing people is wrong? You know, it just doesn't add up for me. Having said that, though, you always get asked that one question. Well, what happens if it was your sister or if it was your mother who was murdered? Would you feel differently? And I think I do. Uh, I find myself in that catch-22 of I'm opposed to the death penalty. But God forbid somebody take one of my loved ones, I might feel quite differently. And I think uh, that's something I wrestle with, even as somebody who's opposed to the death penalty, that, you know, I, I might be faced with this choice. And, uh, you know, so God forbid somebody did something to somebody I loved, I, I would want the ultimate punishment. I, I think everybody would. Yeah. But, I, but I think that that emotion is called anger. Yeah. And it's revenge. And I don't know that the state should deal in anger and revenge. I don't think that the government should deal in that. 
it is a for me and I've my number one thing when it comes to this issue is well I, I guess one and one a one a is it doesn't deter anything people think it does the numbers do not support that the death penalty deters right. people from murdering because they're still killing people right. the deaths are still happening it doesn't decrease the the murder rate but the number one thing for me is if we put to death one person who doesn't belong there, that's one too many. Because it's not as if the choice is, well, they go to death row or we just let them walk free. Because there's an alternative. And the alternative is they go to prison and they never leave. Yeah, they That is an alternative. Cell. Yeah, exactly. It's, and, and prison is not fun. <laughs> it is not the kind of place you want to be. It is a bad place. It is a punishment. And it's a severe punishment. So I just... I don't buy that it does anything. And if what we're trying to do is hold people accountable, you can still be held accountable by being behind bars for the rest of your life. That, well, that for me, is good enough. You and I are both left of center, uh, and it's always been one of those head scratchers for me, uh, which is, you know, that they talk about the sanctity of life and, you know, abortion, et cetera, and then are so pro-death penalty. I find it very compelling that this is a Republican who's leading too. this charge. I do too. It's it's not something you would expect. And I'm still, quite honestly, I, I'm stunned that if you look at the polls and one of the most recent from last year is that over 60% of people still think the death penalty, and that's that's everybody. We're talking Democrats and Republicans. Um, they have support for it, for the death penalty. Wow. And I... I don't know. I I would think that it would be a lot less than that. Yeah. But apparently it's and, not. And most of these states uh, didn't the Supreme Court recently rule that lethal injection was kind of messed up and they couldn't do that and they had to seek other alternative ways of doing. It. I think I just read in there Alabama or somebody just got put together with like nitrous oxide or something. Yeah, there was a story and I need to to look at it. I think Amy and I were going to talk about it. Never got around to it. But there was a story about somebody they they botched it. And he's in it. It was awful. And he's still alive and they're going to do it again, oh like several gosh. days later or two weeks later or whatever it is. Wow. Just I, I mean, look, yeah. I, the guy may have done something really horrible. I haven't read the story yet, and I'm sure he did. But I just I don't believe that we should be dealing in that as what? as the state, as the government. Put him in don't. a cold cell or a cold in the winter, hot in the summer, and uh, uh, let him sit there and think about what he did forever. 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 That's yeah. not good. That's yeah. not a good place to be. Uh-huh. Michael Kelly and Chris Ranji, did you see this? Next on KMOX. Did you see that thing? I can't believe it. Something is obviously wrong. This is a joke, right? Oh, my God. Are you freaking kidding me? No way. You got to be kidding me. Don't feel bad. There's no way you could have known that. Now, did you see this with Chris and Amy on the show? <laughs> We'll talk about this later, but Michael Kelly is wearing me out because I don't like golf. Yeah, it's weird. So, um, Michael, did you see this? It happened over the weekend. Okay. The uh, Bulls did, the Chicago Bulls basketball team, they did this ring of honor thing where they honored the 1997-98 team that won its sixth championship. We're talking Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. Well, none of those guys were there, but others were there. Jerry Krause was the general manager of the Chicago like Bulls. The, the Moselock. 
Yeah, he was the the John Mosaylock before John Mosaylock was president of baseball operations, right? Okay. So the guy responsible for putting the team together, right? All right. So uh, Jerry, if anybody who watched the Last Dance, which was a tremendous documentary Incredible. that came out during uh, the COVID lockdown 2020 uh, era, and it was super popular, everybody was watching it, everybody was talking about it. You saw moments where Michael was kind of rude to Jerry Krause, um, and they gave him mean nicknames like Crumbs because he would eat and he'd have food all over him, and they called him Crumbs Krause. Anyway, you also saw in that documentary that people did not think highly of Jerry Krause. Anyway, he was also named during this Ring of Honor ceremony, and here's the unfortunate part. They're naming all of the players that are going into the Ring of Honor. They name Jerry Krause, but his widow is there. Right. And this happens. Time NBA champion, two-time NBA executive of the year, represented by his wife, Thelma, basketball Hall of Famer and former Bulls general manager, Jerry Krause. Okay, so you heard what was going on at the very beginning. Right. Maybe it was difficult to make out. They were booing him. Sure. Then they put her on the video screen, and she's crying. Crying. Yeah. Because they're booing her dead husband. And the yeah. reason she was there is because she wanted to be there in his place. Right. He's dead. Right. He died fairly recently. What a disgusting thing for people to do. Look, and I, I get it. You think that he broke up this dynasty of a team that won six championships. You thought they could have kept on going. But first of all, Bulls fans are wrong for that because Phil Jackson wanted to leave. He was done. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf didn't want to pay those guys anymore. He was done paying them. They all let this guy, Jerry Krause, fall on the sword. And people hate him still, even though it wasn't his fault. But to act like that, and he's been dead, and that season has been over for 30 years, what a, ju- what a just a disgusting way to behave. Can you imagine that ever happening here? I would hope it wouldn't happen here. Um, but and The guy's dead. Yeah, I did see it. I felt and so bad for bad her. Person. And she was torn up as yes. a result of it. Yes. Hey, did you see this? 23 million people downloaded Peacock so that they could watch the Chiefs play the other day. Uh And NBC went on to say this was the most streamed event ever and congratulated Roger Goodell and the NFL for a milestone in media and sports history. Wow. Uh, Nice. Good for them. 23 million. Now, reports are, consumer reports are coming out that almost 90% of those people have canceled their subscriptions. (laughs) That I'd be one of those. Who would have thought? I signed up for the football game and I'm done. There's another one this weekend. On Peacock again? Yeah, it is. I can't remember which game. Oh, they game. have to stop this. Uh, I gotta, I'll look it up real quick. But um, it's not the Chiefs game this time. But the, the, this this angers me. All of this uh, streaming stuff in general angers me. You can't see local stations. You can't blah, blah, blah. It's crazy. Uh, gosh, I can't remember which game it is. One of these games is. I'm almost positive. ABC ESPN Plus has got the Texas Ravens. Packers and 49ers are going to be on Fox. Bucks and Lions are going to be on NBC. Maybe it's that and one? Chiefs and Bills are on CBS. Oh, I see. I thought I thought for sure. I'm going to find this out. But we knew that was going to happen with Peacock. Ugh. We knew people were going to yeah. get rid of it. Uh, that's Michael Kelly. I'm Chris Ranji. Hour two next. 
his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.